0: independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool
1: we're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with rhino and we're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening welcome into grapple talk it is nick ragnar and jesse von raspberry jesse it has been
0: when's the last time we did grapple talk like three months ago it's been Last a long fucking time, time man. We did grapple talk. You know, I really don't know. You know, it's been a it's, long time. I think it's been like three months. I think we talked about doing maybe like a SummerSlam preview show, and we never got around <laughs> to it. That's I'm pretty sure what it was. So if you wanted to hear our SummerSlam takes two months ago, go to our Twitter feeds. Go to our Twitter feeds because <laughs> I bet you we just sat at home separately and both watched the same pay per view and both had the same hot takes all
1: the time. All, that's all that I do. I always.
0: can't remember what happened at SummerSlam. I really can't,
1: dude. This whole Grapple Talk network, it was like the hottest thing. Like, let's be honest. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. We were getting <laughs> applications from other podcasts. Like, I want to be on the network. It was so hot. Ross Family Matters podcast came on. We mm-hmm. were, like, nationally renowned. And then, you know, RGGs went through some stuff, so that show's kind of died down. We had Deech and da- Dash. I'm not even sure if Jordy Lee's still alive. No, he's still alive, uh, man. He's
0: expecting a kid now. AC
1: Riley, yeah. I don't know what happened there. The Ross Rivera's podcast—they're still doing it, but I think AC, the office as they like to call him, isn't putting up the episodes as quick as he possibly could. And obviously, we haven't recorded, so like our our whole network is dying. But it, you know, uh, <laughs> well
0: maybe we took a summer hiatus. Let's just put it that way, like your season favorite break—a season break or your your favorite TV shows do that. Your favorite podcasting network—I mean, I'm well. waiting
1: like two years for Game of Thrones here. Like I'm still—I mean, I want it. I think Dude, it's like next like, April. that you it's Did you ever coming read back. the books? No. Did you actually read
0: all of the books? I got through the first. Three and halfway through four.
1: Yeah. So how many I think books I'm are calling? there? Like eight? No, I think there's like four or five. But at this point, isn't the TV show caught up with the books? I'm pretty I think sure that the that's, TV show
0: is like beyond the
1: it's books. It's beyond the books. Yeah, at this yeah. Point. So like this next, so I'm not going to read the books. Oh come on, you could still read. The well, books. why would I read the books? Then I'm just I'm like going backwards. I need. Oh, to there's go more stuff
0: in the book than in the TV show. Like what? Are there like, more boobs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and descriptions, descriptions, and maps and stuff. Her nipples perked up real. Pointy when she got, <laughs> wow wow like that Nick, kind of descriptions uh, or no what? no more like a- and he severed his head from his shoulders with a clean sweep he saw his esophagus just.
1: Hanging, dangling like a spaghetti noodle with meatballs, squirting blood as, squirt. as if it was a hose, as if it was a Nerf, Nerf squirt gun.
0: Which is weird because they don't have Nerf squirt guns in the land of uh, Game of Thrones. See, I would
1: really that would like mm-hmm. really resonate with me if I read that in a book because I'd be like, I understand, I can visualize
0: that. Well, maybe you should read like Stephen King. He's kind of like.
1: Does that. he do that? Yeah, that yeah, he yeah.
0: He finds like horror in everyday. I thought things. about
1: getting yep. into Stephen King. To be honest, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I have my little, uh, my. uh. Kindle uh note, I think it's what okay, it's called. So it's, like the, it's the paperback. Paperback is what a I paperback. got. Paperback.
0: So you got yeah. an electronic device called the paperback. Yeah.
1: That's fucked. It feels like that's a fucked. book in your hand. Yeah. But you, well, you can get books there. Can, you can get, you know, a Stephen King book for like a dollar. And you can have yeah eight you, can
0: do, you can do that download like yeah a, but you can yeah. have
1: eight Stephen King books for eight dollars in one small device. So you can be like, I feel like reading this today, and I don't have to carry on a backpack like a fucking hipster around the city of across. Oh, Wait yeah, hey,
0: hey, 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 So so carrying around a backpack makes you a hipster. Yes, dude Depends. man. If it's a corduroy backpack, it's kind oh of if it, that probably kind of does yeah. <laughs> you know, it's made out of someone's old corduroy jeans. You know, but um. Yeah, so a lot of things have happened in the land of wrestling. Yeah, what's going don't... on with you, man?
1: Uh, not a whole lot. In, in wrestling? I mean, it's just kind of over no, with. No, no,
0: man. Just like, I don't know. I still want to get done with it. Yeah, yeah that's just, the biggest way thing. Way and then, um, yeah, apparently I got sucked back in, so I'm doing commentary again for RCCW nice. here in like next month. Nice. Yeah. 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 So that should be fun. So I need a crash course on all their storylines.
1: Okay, here, I'll tell you them all really quick. Nikki Duche is the best thing that ever happened to that company. That's all you need to know. Okay, cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Sounds good. Wow. who's Who's the champ? Is it I'm just Chris joking. Chris Black still? No, Chris Black is no longer the champion. It's Jared Jacks. Okay, cool. I think. And then Cody Jacobs is the City of Lacrosse Cota champ. Jacobs is the City of Lacrosse. Tag team champions are vacant. Are they still doing the tournament? Yep. Didn't they start that tournament back in, like, July? Yep. But it's coming It's coming down to heaven and hell, and I think uh, Flex Appeal. I think. Wait, Actually, wait, wait, wait. no, wait. I don't think it is. I don't know. I don't so know. wasn't I no Heaven idea.
0: and Hell, wasn't that a... Uh... Sean
1: Priest and Morbid Angel.
0: Well, I understand that, yeah. But wasn't it like Black Sabbath with Deal? They were called Heaven and Hell? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they were called Heaven and Hell. I don't know. Heartbreakers champ Sierra just won it from uh, Vanessa in a casket match. A so. casket match? Yeah, had that had one turn out?
1: I don't know. I wasn't there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wrestled Vanessa and uh, Valentina Loca the next day, though, in uh, Chaseburg at Pumpkin Fest. It was <laughs> a handicap match. Wow. It was a lot of fun, actually. You know, I've actually had, uh, what maybe three matches in the over the summer i, I wrestled oh, wow. in three matches i think yeah mm-hmm. we had the table match with the dojos was that the summer or was that last year i
0: don't know i think it was the summer yeah yeah because i mm-hmm. remember you you and me had the conversation <laughs> i think i like, kind on of won the last mm-hmm. shows. i'm like hey nick are yeah. you worried about tables and you're like yes
1: i was terrified and i'm glad you're not in a wheelchair i had a match with ac riley and winona oh yeah and then i had the handicap match with the girls which was pretty fun it was a good time yeah I enjoy wrestling. Actually, it's quite it's quite a bit of fun. I actually, uh, and then I w- I won the battle royal to end Pumpkin Fest, <laughs> um, and I got soup. I was fine because you know I it was it was a uh, you was the, it one of
0: those things you hit underneath the ring or outside and then you the put ring? and then you put yeah. over the
1: the owner of the bar across the street at the end of it you know to whatever and uh, I was fine and then I got blown up celebrating that I won. I was so tired. It was ridiculous. But so so basically, are you saying don't celebrate? Don't celebrate. I think you know if you have a promo to cut after the match and you're celebrating too much, you'll. I was gassed. And then I ended up teabagging the belt. <laughs> and
0: then uh, the <laughs> owner you teabagged the belt. I teabagged it so, hard. So 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 you okay? So you're thrown out of the match for yeah. teabagging the mm-hmm. belt. I yeah. thought you were actually thrown out of the bar for teabagging the belt.
1: No no I, no. Because nope. I actually encouraged that in the bar. was a weird bar.
0: So they're like, hey, Nick, can you come in here?
1: Pumpkin and, uh, bar. Uh,
0: pumpkin and uh, tea bag the spell. Pretty
1: much exactly what happened. But yeah. RCCW is doing great stuff. And, uh, you know, I think they had a couple of down months with attendance. Um, I think that could be attributed to a lot of different things. But for a while there, they were a pretty hot product in lacrosse. I expect them to continue to be, especially mm-hmm. this uh, this upcoming season. And I'm happy to have you back, man. It's been a long time since you've been there doing commentary. Maybe I'll uh, try to sneak in and do some color with you because I think it'd be cool to do that once again.
0: Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. Interesting, um, you know, it's always one of those things where you don't, you hope not to shit the bed coming yeah. back, because it's, it's I been don't think a while. You will. That's a big thing. I don't think you will. I mean, are cool. still, are you still in commentary at ACW? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed out on the last show, I had a really terrible head cold. It was like one of those things where it's like, ugh, man. Dude. So the way it was kind of set up, we, it was Oktoberfest week here in town, and everything was like just screwed up yeah. beyond belief. So I ended up getting a head cold. Worked my Friday shift. I'm like, I there's no way in hell I'm gonna yeah. travel three hours to do a wrestling no. show, having travel back home three hours, yep. to get up super early to be at the the parade route, and yeah. then go to another wrestling can't. show the next day. I'm like, no, this is the first time in a long time where I think I actually used my head. And I was like, with a head cold, I can't do this. Yeah. So I went home and slept.
1: That's how like yeah. <clears throat> the week prior, last two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I had the same. Like I never get sick. Yeah. And I, whenever I get a little sick, I usually try to power through it. I'll work through it. And just like, I'm, you know, I'll feel kind of crappy, but whatever. I'll get through it. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where I was like, dude, I just can't. I can't do it. So, like, you know, it was weird. You just felt like overly congested and you just had a headache the whole time. And you're just like, I can't focus on anything. This is a waste of time. Yep. And I went home and went to, I slept for like two uh, two straight days.
0: Oh, wow, cool. And I was good after that, but I totally know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So how was sleeping for two <clears throat> two days, man? I, I've never even done that. I was really
1: hungry when I woke up. Okay And. uh That was about it. Were you worried that you're going to wake up and be like like uh, a
0: Rip Van Winkle type of thing (laughs) where you just like, you slept for like a hundred years and you woke up and you're like, what year is it? Like, like, you know. What is is that supposed to be? Is that supposed to be be Robin Williams from Jumanji? Well, yeah, at the same time, like, uh, you know, Rip Van Winkle. What is that? I don't know. Is that a short story? Yeah, it's a... it's an old uh, American folktale. Is it really? About this dude who fell asleep underneath a tree and woke up 100 years later. Do you think it's true? Do you think it actually happened? No, probably not. It's, <laughs> it's an American folktale. Like, most of those don't happen. You think Johnny Appleseed ran around like throwing fucking apple seeds in people's like yards, and then all of a sudden there was a fucking apple tree. I mean, that actually sounds like Paul? You think, Paul, like you think Paul Bunyan and his fucking blue ox, babe, went around and fucking clean cut the woods? Uh, maybe. No, he didn't. Uh, how
1: do you know that? Oh, because there's, I mean... There could be some validity to that. Like, there could have been a lumberjack with, like, an ox that was, like, maybe very dark black, but some people saw it in the light and saw it was blue, and he just chopped in a <laughs> couple of the trees, and they're like, that fucking guy is chopping down the whole forest. You know,
0: okay, okay. So there might be a little bit, but it, it got blown out of proportion, where they're like, oh, yeah, Paul Bunyan's, like, 40 feet tall. Motherfucker, so the, no, no one's 40 feet so tall.
1: So this dude obviously just did a massive amount of drugs... No, I don't Passed think. out for, like, four days under a tree, and he's like, I've been sleeping for 100 years. No, I don't and think he like, did a no, lot of drugs. Maybe psychotic.
0: Well, it's kind of like uh, the Headless Horseman, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the maybe story. Maybe he just didn't have a neck. He just had a really <laughs> short neck. I don't know. Something like that. Maybe. I don't know. You never know. There's a lot of things going on in WWE, by the way, that we're going to be talking about today, mm-hmm. uh, giving our, our super expert opinions on. Um, <laughs> we're not really experts on anything. I think the first thing first that I really want to talk about, mm-hmm. I want to talk about Roman Reigns. Yeah. I'm so conflicted with this. <laughs> and you want to know why? Why is that? I feel I feel terrible. And I think, I think it's... It's really cool that he was able to fight through everything and 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 uh, the idea that it was never publicized for the sole purpose of he didn't want that to be something on his, you know, but it's just like, man, it's to me, it's just, I don't know how to feel about how overly hated this guy was. I spent a lot of time on the IWC
0: and, and we how, spent a lot of time on this podcast
1: and how yeah. overly like it got, it gets to a point when you're reading these posts that this dude wasn't hated because of his talent. It's like he was just hated. Like the person, you know, Joe, mm-hmm. Roman Joe Reigns was hated. And uh, and then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, by the way, actually I'm a really cool guy and I've been battling cancer. And it's like, actually, you know what? Fuck everything. You know, I've been talking shit about you for eight years, man. You rock, man. I can't wait for you to come back. And it's great that people's perspectives are changing, but it's like, Dude, we've been talking about it and I mean, yeah, we got we were upset about the booking, but I think we both agreed at some point that we never really thought that he was the the shit of the shit. Mm-hmm. And it takes cancer for people to be like, yeah, you know what? Actually, he is pretty good.
0: So that really kind of says something about the fan base maybe. Yeah. See, Where yeah, it's like uh, I don't know, we we have a tough time sometimes separating the person from the performer. And it takes something as serious as leukemia for people to be like, "Well, oh, he's actually a real human being. It's just, and it's not even – it's the fact that people are shitting
1: on him as a bad mm. worker, right? Yep. And then – because I get it, right? We we don't – sometimes I think people have the unfortunancy of seeing a character on TV and being like that's who they really are. Yeah. And I think – I don't think people necessarily – let me backtrack. I've ever questioned and said that Roman Reigns is a bad person – but what makes me feel weird is that people have been like, you're a shit worker, you're a bad worker, you have shitty moves, you're bad at promos. And he's like, I have cancer. And they're like, actually, you know what? You're a good worker. You're great at promos. And it's like, how how does having cancer change somebody's perspective if they're good at wrestling or if they're good at promos? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like that can change your perspective and being like, you know what? Damn, you do have a, the heart of a champion. Good for you. But if you... And I'm not, I never said Roman Reigns was a bad worker, but if you did a suplex yesterday, and it was a shitty suplex, and then you're like, I have cancer. And then you did a suplex today, and it was a shitty suplex, it'd still be a shitty suplex. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. So there. it's just like yeah, it's yeah. like this weird like double-edged sword where it's like, now you can't, you know, now people are like, oh my god, wow, he's like the best worker in WWE. And it's like, dude, for like six years you've been saying he's one of the worst, like he should get cut, like he sucks dick. And it's like again, I understand that the cancer thing. Yes, it is. It's an amazing feat. I personally was warming up. I thought like, when we'd see Roman Reigns, I'm like, actually, you know, this dude's pretty fucking good at what he does. Sure, he only he has the five moves of Doom, but that's just how WWE wrestling is these days. It's mm-hmm. video game wrestling. But for people to basically be like, uh, actually, you know what? He, I can't wait for him to come back because he is like the best talent there, and he's amazing, and he's so good at everything. Um, it's like, dude, you're you know these your perspective of him as a performer is changing just because of this other thing that you heard. Do you
0: understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from because, like, wrestling is one of those things where it's, like, we, as a fan base, really take for granted workers when they're there. Yeah. And then when something takes that away, you're like, god damn, man, that really sucks. Good point. You know, it's like any time a guy breaks his neck or any time a guy is out with a hamstring, knees, or anything like that, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, man, I really can't wait for him to come back. It's like here's the thing though about like this whole Roman reigns leukemia thing that I think a lot of people are actually really fucking forgetting about it. It is the fact that he's already been through this one yes, and it was eleven years ago and stuff like that. The crazy thing was and and I, I got this is just like straight up kudos here is the fact that you could go out and you'd be like, "You know man, you know I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I want to make sure that people actually know that alcohol is really terrible, but this guy it was kind of like, you know, I don't want to be branded as a guy who has... I don't want sympathy. I don't want sympathy. It was So it was kind of weird, too, at the same time where it's like, you know, and then he goes out there and he's just like, hey, guys, I got to do this because of this. And I, I really, like, I, I'm not totally, like, bashing on that point, which it, it seems just counterintuitive from what you were originally doing. But what it does, though, it does something that I, I think it has the unintentional benefit of putting a face to a disease, yes, and putting that forefront that, like, god, it's like this past year, my, my aunt's going through leukemia, yeah, and it's like you couldn't tell, yep, you know, because like every time you you start thinking of cancer and stuff like that, you think of the chemo, you're losing hair, you're losing weight, like, it life or death type of thing, you know, um, with like leukemia, it's like. It, it really hinders a lot of shit you can do and you have to really pay attention to your body and stuff like that. And you really have to, like, nip it in the butt before it gets any type of, you know, like, super serious and shit like that. Like, the road that he's going to have to come back just to be what he feels like is normal for him is an extremely long road. Like, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're probably going to see him wrestle again, but let's not rush him back. Yeah. You know, because if, you, if you're going to do that, I think people are gonna be like, "Oh, you know, he probably should have never came back from leukemia. It looks like shit." Yeah, which is so fucking weird because yeah. it's it's the same thing. It's like you know, we we really take for granted wrestlers' it health.
1: Is. Yeah, mm-hmm. he comes out there and cuts the promo for the first two minutes before he said anything. He was getting booed out of the building, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, by the way, I uh, have leukemia. After go to get rid of the belt," and everybody's like, "Oh, yeah." So <laughs> like, that's... I I listened
0: to the promo, you know, like, I and mean, then you you kind of hear like the the air being sucked out of the building. Yeah. And it's just like, and you see some of the reaction of the fans are just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And it was more like a, not an oh, shit, like, oh, shit, this guy's going through some, some hell. It's like, oh, shit, I'm a terrible fucking human being for yeah. booing this guy. Well, it's
1: like, we almost talked about it before, too. It's like, mm-hmm. what was the basis for why he would get booed all the time? And it was like, is it the booking? Is it, is it, People actually don't like his wrestling. Is it this? And I think at some point, we mentioned this one of our previous episodes like 18 months ago. um, It was like the Nickelback factor. I think it got to a point where it was like it was cool to boo Roman Reigns, just like it's cool to boo John Cena. And people are booing, and it's like, I don't really have a reason to boo. I'm just doing it. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, by the way, I have like an actual serious thing that would be good for you not to boo about. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, it's not cool to boo anymore, and now we're going to – you know, I don't know. I just – it was really bothering me because I was like, you know, I sift through the IWC. I do that all the time. It's usually how I spend my late nights before I go to bed because I just like seeing people, you know, shit talk on, on the interwebs. And I like seeing people's opinions on things, too. I think yeah. it's always fun. And it's just like it bo- It just weirdly bothered me how, you know, these people were like, oh, you, whoa, he has cancer. My God, he was never a bad wrestler. He was always. And then it's like you check the history of this dude's post and he's like, rumor rain sucks dick. He sucks. He <laughs> should be fired. And it's just like to me, that's it's like, come on, dude, like. You know, I I think I think you're a terrible human being if you're not saying that, um, you know, if you're not if you if you're not supportive for somebody during like an extremely difficult time in their lives, especially when they were up top and they were they were ready to make something of themselves and and make a name for themselves and something like this happens. But Mm -hmm. the same token, you know, I just it just it bothers me somewhat that, you know, people come down on others like that for, you know, having. I don't know. It's, it's it's a weird thing, but for those people that are listening that for some reason don't know about that, that are living on the rock, basically what had happened is Monday Night Raw opened with mm-hmm. Universal Champion Roman Reigns coming out and basically relinquishing the title because um, his leukemia had come back. He battled it 11 years prior, um, and he just said he wanted to, he needed to be home. He needed to be with his family. He needed to start the fight, obviously, against the, the cancer, and uh, he hopes that he'll be back, and that kind of ended with a very uh, – um, uh, welcome embrace from his the the shield brothers and mm-hmm. dean ambrose and seth rollins uh at the the front of the stage and you know ambrose was trying to hold it together and uh and uh and seth completely seth was, lost, it. lost yeah. it it was a very emotional moment and i think it took a lot of people by storm i mean i i didn't look at the tabloids but i assumed that this was a story on espn i mean it seemed like it was oh, yeah. everywhere it, on the it internet.
0: was it was on espn um si it was on cnn it was basically everywhere. Like, Madison Square Garden had, like, a placard outside, and their big Dumbletrons, like, hey, you know, best of luck, Roman Reigns. We're here for you. That's type of thing. Yeah. Um, CBS. Go, CBS Sports, you yep. go on Twitter, and every wrestler yeah. on the fucking planet yeah. has, like, nothing but respect for this guy. Everyone from the locker room, like even New Japan. New Japan's yeah. fucking account I was like, that. hey, dude, you know, like, we're here for you, too, type of thing. You know, you're our brother, you know, like – and so it was really cool to kind of really see the wrestling community come out and support one of their own. And that was really fucking cool. I and, mean, like, to see the amount of, like, just absolute goodwill and good stories coming through yeah. about, about this guy who was, like, he's a fucking leader and stuff like that. And this is shit you never hear about, you know? And seeing Why? that come through. Like, it was a really good story. It was a, a rookie at the, uh, the, what was it, the Brave and Black Academy, right? This was a really cool story. Really, really cool story. Where, like, Mark Brave, right? He's best friends with, you know, Seth Rollins or whatever. They run this camp. They run the school. Um, one of the rookies was like, hey, man, I got my first match coming up, and, you know, I, I need some boots or whatever. And um, he's like, I just can't afford them. And so Mark Brave asked Seth Rollins, like, hey, man, do you have any uh, extra boots or something like that? And Seth's like, oh, what's, what's his kid's, like, you know, boot size or whatever? And he's like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, I don't have these, but, you know, Roman's got them. I'll, I'll go ask him. So Roman Reigns gave his rookie his fucking boots. Wow. He didn't ask for anything. He's just like, yeah, man, just, just be a good brother, man. That's all I ask, yeah. you know? It's like, be good, you know? And that was a really cool fucking story you see on Twitter, and you're like, holy fucking shit. Like, you don't expect that type of thing. And I think that's what made this whole thing kind of work, and I think it's also one of the things that really later in the show, later in Raw, where I think a lot of people became very upset and very – I don't know. I, I would say weirdly disgruntled with an idea and like uh, you know a booking decision that he ended up doing that night. Which you know, let's just put it out there, right? So Dean Ambrose turns his back and Seth Rollins. Yeah. You know. So this has probably been in the works for a while. This is something they've been planning for a while. Yeah. Um. A lot of people are giving WWE a lot of flack for doing it on that night. Yeah. Do you have a problem with them doing it that night? I don't. Neither do I. I really don't. This is the reason why. If there was a time and a place to fucking do it, it was then. It was then and now. Yep,
1: that's how it is, man. Mm-hmm. You know, some people say they exploited Eddie Guerrero's death to uh, put Ray Ray on top a couple years ago. I did ago. It for Eddie. I did it for Eddie, man, with his little. Actually, e- it was more E-D than a couple,
0: couple. That was like thirteen years so ago, really. Holy yeah, shit, yeah, man! It's a long time ago. Uh,
1: um, and you know, I just think it. It was, you know, goddamn. You know, you're you're still in entertainment. You're still television. I think, you know giving roman the opportunity at the beginning of the show i think this is i i think this whole thing there's a silver lining to it and i think part of that is honestly just you know the awareness factor of it i mm-hmm. think leukemia is a cancer that a lot of people don't talk about um and if it's affecting a guy like like a roman reigns i just think that's 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 huge for the the building of, of awareness of that i don't think you can ever take that away no i, I no. don't think that's anything that can be discredited at all, so
0: I mean, we've seen a lot of professional athletes go through that type of yeah. stuff, like Eric Berry. Yeah. You know, like you right. go through those fucking like battles, and you get back out there. James Conner from the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers right now. Yeah,
1: um, it, yeah, that's that's kind of how it is. Um, and then I think you know when you're looking at WWE, you're like shit. <laughs> we just lost, you know, our cornerstone, like our guy. This is the
0: guy we're building our product around. for the
1: foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. and you have to look forward. And i and I and I, that was a question I raised. I was like, you know, just watching this storyline, I think we ultimately knew we knew that there was going to be a turn in the shield at some point, soon. That's kind of the nature
0: of the shield at this point in time. It's like, These guys are brothers, but at the same time, brothers fight the dirtiest.
1: And Dean was overdue. I think there's been a couple of times where we've seen uh, stuff on Raw, and you're like, when is Dean going to turn? Like, it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. It's his turn to take on that heel persona. Uh, We talked about it, I think, during one of our last podcasts. We were like, if this dude comes back, he could be the mega heel that they need. Um, And this was the opportunity to set him up. It's basically, you know (laughs) – Honestly, and it sounds bad be- and it's it's a different scenario cuz you not you don't have somebody that ha- that's facing a real life illness. But when you had Champa and fucking Gargano, I mean that literally that that perfect ending to that takeover made Champa quite possibly the biggest deal in the company today. Yeah. And that's kind of what they're looking at with Dean Ambrose. I think that I don't think they're necessarily exploiting anything. Hell, if anything Roman Reigns was probably asked about it. Hey dude, like what do you think? You think this is cool? Like, and he was just like, cool? "Yeah, and he's like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah it's great." Yeah. yeah. So you know, I I've, I've seen that a couple of times where people are like, oh, man, they're just exploiting his illness." Wow, what a terrible company. They we need them to be together. We need them to be brothers. But that's exactly the reaction that WWE was hoping to mm-hmm. get out of it. And uh, I'm actually as a wrestling fan. Really excited that um, you know, we're going to get something different here, and I think it's setting up Dean Ambrose to be a top guy in the company moving forward in Roman's absence, and I'm looking forward to the time where Roman comes back and challenges Dean for the belt, which I think is what's ultimately going to happen. It's going to be a fun um, a time and a, a great time to be a wrestling fan because I think that angle is going to be hot as shit.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the weird things about like man, like anyone who has family, has probably gone through this at some point in time where you have, like, a death of a loved one or a loved one's going through, like, a terminal disease or some bullshit like that where it brings out the worst in some families. Yep. Like, it's one of those things where you hear the horror stories of, like, you know, a mom passes away and family members start squawking what is theirs. Right. You know, that if you want to look at the story that way, that's exactly what the story really is. It's like you have you have a family... Ooh, they're they're missing their cornerstone. And, you know, they reach the mountain. They reach the pinnacle. They win the tag belts. It's a really good fucking moment. Yep. But at the same time, though, it's like deep down inside, Dean Ambrose remembers when Seth Rollins hit Roman Reigns in the back with that chair yep. and that started that whole downward spiral of that group. So it, it's almost like a what goes around comes around type of thing. And it's like and leopards don't change their spots, yep. you know? It's like... These guys, they're gonna be, be they're gonna be brothers. They're gonna reunite. They're gonna fight like crazy and stuff like that. It's gonna be a really kind of fun turn. And what it really kind of does though, it's like it puts WWE booking in a spot where their best booking comes from, and that's out of not need but necessity. It's like when when you're given a curveball, sometimes those are when the best creative decisions are actually made. So right now WWE. Thrown probably one of the biggest curveballs. You have your cornerstone basically is going to be out. So now it's like, where do we go from there? And so having having that turn that night, right now you both have, like, basically the tag scenes in flux, the yep. heavyweight title scenes in flux yep. there. And it's like, you can do whatever you want. This is an opportunity for a lot of different guys to actually go for that brass ring, you yep. know, the proverbial brass ring. Like – like a guy like Drew McIntyre. Absolutely. He's looking like a million bucks right now. Yep. And everyone's kind of got him earmarked. You got a guy like, you know, Braun Strowman. You know, like Strowman is another guy that's earmarked. Um, you, you still got Brock Lesnar in your back pocket. If you need to, you can put the belt on Lesnar. Yep. You know, I know a lot of fans hate that, but it's like you can put it on Lesnar. You could. You know, you, you can put it on anyone. The tag belts fan, you can do a million different things with these right now. I think the coolest thing they probably should do and they should do right now is – you know, have like Dean and Seth battle for the belts. Like have them pick their own partners, stuff like that. You yeah. have battle lines drawn. That's that's kind of like the cool thing. You know, maybe somebody like, well, I should hang out with you, Dean. Man, you always turn your back on <laughs> friends. Dean's like, I didn't turn my back on anyone, <laughs> brother. You know, or Seth be like, Hey, man, yeah. I need friends. You know, like, sure, you can do a lot of really cool stuff with that. And I really kind of, especially now, like. I think that's the thing that we've always had. Like the issue with WWE was stagnant booking. Yep, it's like you're booking just a book. Yep, and it didn't seem like they were advancing any type of storylines. But now they have to. Yeah, it's a very unfortunate situation that they have to. But you know, that's that's life. Yeah,
1: I think it's I think it's a good thing too with WWE. To, and, and this may sound awful, but. You, you just had a terrible, awful thing that happened in your company, but you, again, you have to look forward. If you're if you're a business, you can't just focus on what's happening with Roman now and then. You know, build storylines around that moving forward because he's gonna he's gotta be with his family. You gotta you gotta mm-hmm. set yourself up for success later on. And I think that's you know people are like, oh, but I wanted I wanted Dean and and I wanted Seth to fight for Roman for the next six months until you know maybe he can start getting better and it's like no dude like you got to start building up things right now if you're that company because you know Roman's going to be at home with his family in fucking Mm -hmm. three months and you have to find a way to be able to continue building that brand building that product and right now you quite possibly just made the biggest heel in the company probably over the last couple of years in Dean Ambrose so I mean this is this is a chance for them to as you mentioned kind of um, restock Figure out what they want to do moving forward and uh, kind of go from there. Which brings me to my next question because we're just kind of piling through some topics here. But the Saudi Arabia show, and I don't, I don't want to talk about necessarily the the controversy surrounding that just yet. But I want to talk about the Universal Championship match, which will be between Braun Storman and Brock Lesnar. Do you think that it just feels? I don't know. It just feels a little. You know, to me, the the, the Dean Ambrose decision felt felt like a good storyline setup. Mm-hmm. The idea having Brock versus Braun for the Universal title to me feels
0: like they're like, fuck, what are we going to do? Just do it. Okay, so so leading into Crown Jewel is supposed to be a triple threat match. Yep. And then basically, you know, you lose one of the competitors in the match. You're like, well, well fuck, it was already going to be for the title, and we lost the champion. It, but I think it's pretty it, realistic
1: to say that Roman was probably going to walk out of that still champ. Um, you know, I,
0: I think realistically, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now you're crowning a new champ at Crown yep. Jewel it's going to be one of two guys that you didn't expect to have the belt. Mm-hmm. And to me that this, again, similar to the Dean thing comes out as an opportunity to go, well, maybe we should actually take a, a step back. Maybe just make this a singles match, put them in a fucking cage. I don't know what, what do you want to <laughs> add as an attraction to yeah. make it bigger? And then let's like have a chance to try to build something because this to me is now this is shotgun booking because now you are basically the face of your brand. The the guy that's you know running the ship, the captain of the ship is getting the belt based off a shot. And we, and we have no long-term booking plan for either of these guys. I at bet this point. with you the know, championship. honestly,
0: there's probably long-term plans for both guys
1: with no the title what. though.
0: With, I, I wouldn't say with the title, but long-term booking, no matter what. And you know, this is the thing with Roman Reigns is I 99.9% sure of this is at some point the office probably knew, Maybe like a month ago or something like that. Sure. Roman's like, "Hey, man, like this, this is kind of what I'm going through. This is what I'm going through. You know, I'll kind of work through it because, like, there, there was there was reports coming out that he was working with an right. injury as it was. Yep. He just didn't know what the fucking injury was. Um. So I I think they probably had plans to put the belt on someone at Crown Jewel. Mm. You know, and I almost wonder if it's like that's definitely where they're gonna go no matter what. And now you're looking at okay, it's gonna be Strowman or Lesnar. You know, Lesnar is a very safe bet. Like, I don't think business has been bad with him as a champion. If anything, like, business has been very good with him as a champion. Um, With Strowman, you're looking at a guy who, for all intents and purposes, like, we've probably been on here as well. We're like, they missed a boat with him. Yep. But now this is, like, a point in time where you can actually correct that course with Strowman by putting the belt on him. Um, We'll see what happens, you know. I don't think it's shotgun booking. I think it's what it is, really is clear decision that hey we're gonna go with one of these guys for the next six months through probably wrestlemania and then kind of go from there because like you kind of have to no yeah. matter what you're fucking doing right now it's like you could be like oh man uh oh, let's have a tournament at survivor series or something like that boss like you can't do that you know like you've done that before you know when austin got hurt and he needed to go out for a year like he did the tournament idea perfect idea you know um there, there's been other you know times and places where they've done that but like with this one, it's like you already got the match set up and you already had it booked. You're gonna go through it. You're just taking out one of the cogs, and that's sometimes you have to do that.
1: Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on uh, Saudi Arabia? There's reports out that John oh. Cena and Daniel Bryan weren't willing to compete because yeah. of the, um, basically the policy where no women could be on the show. Well,
0: I don't even think it was like a combination of that. Okay, so this this whole Saudi Arabia deal has been really fucked from the get go. Um, I think. Here's a weird thing about Saudi Arabia. And I, you know, as progressive as they like to come across, they are still very backwards when it comes to like a lot of different policies. A lot of fucking different policies. And, um, I, how how do I really kind of put this one? I'm going to, there's, there wasn't a lot of, there was some outrage when the deal came through. Yep. And it was just like, oh, you know, it's like, sometimes you have to do that. Yep. Um, but now it's, with everything that's happened with the the assassination of the journalist, um, the, the, the flux of was it state-sanctioned, you know? Um, add that with what's going on in Yemen. You add that going on with, like, a lot of different fucking shit, and right now it's looking like a really, 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 really fucking bad business idea. From WWE's perspective... I saw this on uh like great podcast. If you guys wanna actually get really in depth with the numbers, listen to that podcast. Like Brian and those guys do a very, 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 very good job breaking this down. I saw an infographic where they listed out the main revenue streams for the WWE. Yep. NBC Universal. Yep. Fox and a step below Fox. It's a Saudi Arabia deal. Yep. It's two hundred and forty some million dollars. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of fucking money. Um, with the greatest Royal Rumble, Rumble ever, there, there was a lot of weird shit with that. And one of them was basically the simple fact that Saudi Arabia, as a government, paid for the shows. Was using the shows basically as a propaganda tool to get how good their country was across. Yep. So WWE finds himself in this weird situation where they are in an entertainment company. They're playing a politics game, and now they're singly in the crosshairs of one of the I, – I would say one of the most explosive international stories – in the last like 10 years. Do you think that this is actually kind of uh, almost
1: reflects like American politics to a point where it's like- Yes, it really does. (laughs) Where where, where it's like, you know, as a politician, it's like, you know, these super PACs come to you and it's like, Mm -hmm. hey, if you basically sign off on all these policies, we'll give you X amount of dollars, which is money you can't get from anywhere else. Or we'll basically fund your campaign if you do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, some of these politicians are like, fuck, I got to make a living. I have to do this, even though I don't agree with it. And WWE is now in a very similar predicament where it's like, hey, man, there's this fucking nine digits of money on the table.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, do this for us and get that money. And WWE's like, not sure if this is the right time to take our stance on politics or just go
0: with the flow and make the money. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what kind you mean. Like, that a little bit. Because, man, I don't know. It's it's. It's indicative of American policies, too. Like, just think about this, all right? Fucking Trump ran on a policy that Saudi Arabia was behind 9-11. Yep. You know, and he was going to go get those guys and stuff like that. And the motherfucker signed one of the biggest defense contracts in American history to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's very weird. It is very weird, and this is not politics talk. This is not, like, social geological, <laughs> you know, politics talk or anything like that. But it, it just really kind of... It, I think it really puts a light on a lot of things and a lot of things right now. It's like WWE really is trying to move forward with their, you know, being progressive. Yeah. They got a fucking women's pay-per-view coming up this week. Yeah. But at the same time, though, it's like you're going to take your product. You're going to accept dollars from a country who very well is holding back half their fucking population from speaking out. You're looking at a country that is definitely – they have earmarked yeah. journalists yep. as enemies of the state. You're you're spending money – you're getting money basically from a country who more than likely sanctioned a fucking assassination of a journalist. Yeah. You know, you're taking money from a country who is bombing the fuck out of school kids. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're fighting this fucking war of no fucking reason against a country who's not going to do fucking shit against yep. them. You know, and maybe like fuck, man. Like some of that could just be like, hey, man, that's just not Saudi Arabia. That's fucking America too, because it is. Yeah. You know, that's the fucked up thing. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, this is gonna be so fucking weird. I I don't I see this show going on. I don't see it happening in Saudi Arabia. I don't really. See the, I, yeah, I don't see the deal being fucking nixed. Um, basically, it was it it was a ten show deal, and there was no timetable how long these shows had to go on. I don't see the deal getting nixed. Um, if I was WWE, we, it's it, it sucks a lot. Um, and you have to be really kind of smart where you're going to go with this one. If you were worried about public perception about the deal, maybe you should never took the deal in the first right. place. Yep. But now that you've took the deal, you have to be very careful exactly where you're going next. Yep. And, I, and I think it's one of those things too. It's like they're going to kind of wait. And see how the story kind of goes. More than likely, someone is going to get charged with the assassination plot. Like, someone in that government is going to get charged. Someone's going to get thrown underneath the bus. And it's probably going to be business as usual again. Yep. That's, That's the fucked up thing about it. But it also, it's one of those things where you just keep an eye on, like, that story. Keep an eye on how people react to just... Shit like this going forward.
1: Do you think at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. if they go through with the Saudi Arabia show, they keep Crown Jewel there? Do you think that has the opportunity to just, as far as PR, um, turn a lot of people off from the WWE, uh, back out of their network subscriptions? (laughs) Or do you think that, you know, just because, I mean, you know this pretty well, I see what you post on social media. Do you think as Americans and that ideology where it's like, well, it's not happening here, so it doesn't really affect me. I'm not going to care about It's going to play a bigger role in, in that, that ultimate decision. But, but the, the fact there. is that it happens here. Right. It
0: happens anywhere. It happens with our biggest allies. You know, like, you know, Israel's a huge fucking ally to America. But Israel gets away with some fucking shit. Yeah. You know, um, same with, like, a lot of different countries, like Germany. You, you had a, God, it was in Austri- um, Austria. Uh, this past month. He had another journalist get murdered there. You know, um, I think what it kind of really does, it's hopefully what it does, it, it, it educates the viewer. It's like sparks, it sparks, again, sparks awareness, right? Uh, it sparks awareness. That's what it should, really should be. And I think with WWE is, you know, that that's the thing you're going to find out with like any company that is trying to build their brand from like the NFL to Pepsi to Coke to all that bullshit. It's like, a lot of companies, no matter what, do some fucking stupid-ass shit. when Papa it comes John's. Papa John's. Fuck Papa John's. <laughs> Papa, Papa John's. Right? There, there's a lot of people who do some really fucking terrible shit, and it's just the nature of capitalism where it's like they can do some fucking really terrible right. shit, but it's not going to tank their fucking business because at the end of the day, it's an institution. Right. When you think of wrestling, you think of WWE. Yep. That's just the way it is, yep. man. And if we go through the history of fucking wrestling, there's been some shady fucking shit, yep. and there's been shady shit going on since day one. Yep. It's a fucking work, guys. Yeah. You know, like works tend to always have some shitty shit in them. Like any fucking business is going to have some shady fucking shit in it. Doesn't matter if like America's got some fucking shitty shit. You know, like everything's got some fucking shady shit. If if you're on the fence and you don't want to support WWE, don't support WWE. It's yeah. as, as simple as that. Take your $10, fucking go somewhere else. You yeah. know, that's just insane. Like, we don't fucking watch Raw or SmackDown anymore. Nope. You know, it's just the nature of the beast. But I, I think for WWE, the biggest thing is just you, you, you have to wait out the storm. As dumb as that sounds, as fucking vile as that sounds, that's exactly what they're going to do. Yep. Um, if performers don't want to perform on the show, they have that power to speak out. You know, there was also a really great infographic that showed the hierarchy of WWE power structure. It's yeah. A pyramid graphic. It was fucking amazing. Up top is Vince McMahon. Then the people who spend fucking money with him. And then it was like board trustees. Yeah. People who spend money with the company. Workers. People who spend money with the company. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. That's funny. You know, so... Um and kudos to both like John Cena and Daniel Bryan for speaking out about it. Kudos to a guy like Sami Zayn for speaking about it. It's really cool
1: that nowadays, even in, in in WWE or other sports, that these the ability to speak out on social justice issues is is becoming like the norm. Like these athletes with well it's unless well, unless, you, unless you play in the NFL, then uh, it's uh, not. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah.
0: I, I here, here's the crazy thing. It was always the norm. Right. You go back to like the Summer Olympics, I believe it was uh sixty eight Fist Fist of Freedom, man. Mm. Like, that shit, you know. Um, you go back to even like Jesse Owens and shit like that. Like, like how
1: controversial it used to be. Now it's almost mm-hmm. like with social media and the ability for these people to be individuals opposed to just part of some brand, like they have the opportunity to use their platforms to speak about these issues opposed to being, you know, um, unless you're Colin Kaepernick. Um, (laughs) basically, be you know shoot into the darkness, but yeah, uh, but but still
0: though, Colin Kaepernick's got a multi-million dollar deal. Yeah, he made it work for him. uh, Somehow that worked. Um, and Nike, man, what a weird company too. They got some shitty shit going on too. But I I think it's great. Like workers really need to step up, say what they need to do, and kind of go from there. Um, it's just, man, it's like if WWE really had. A conscious about what the fuck was going on in Saudi Arabia, they yeah. never would have signed off on that right. deal. Yeah, number one, you know, but they did. They saw a market opening Money. up. Same with like India, same with China and stuff like that, where you see these markets open up. And anytime you you get into a new market or anytime you do business with a country, you expect some type of backlash, no matter what. Right. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, it's maybe like, that's
1: how they're looking at it.
0: You know, it's like oil companies, man. Like. They do business with Saudi Arabia. Are we going to stop buying fucking mobile oil? You
1: know? I can't. I can't.
0: You know? (laughs) You can't. Yeah. You know, are you going to stop buying Shell or like British Petroleum? Yeah. You know, it's just one of those weird things. It is weird. It is fucking weird. But the biggest thing you can do right now is just be aware of what's going on. If you want to really follow the Saudi Arabia story, follow it. Um, Just follow it. Just be aware of, like, foreign policies for other countries. Be aware of, like, foreign policies for our own country. Um, Yeah, we're, like, two weeks away from an election. Go out and vote. If you really want your voice heard, go out and vote. Yeah. Yeah. How did this uh, end up, like, turning into, like, this weird thing around 43 minutes? I have
1: no idea, but I think that we should uh, move on along and talk about something that's really exciting that's actually coming up here. Uh, This weekend, we've got WWE Evolution. It's going to be the first all-women's pay-per-view in New York... Uh, what is this Uniondale New York and uh, we've got a, a host of a bunch of matches and I'm actually pretty excited for this one Jesse you know I don't tune into every WWE pay-per-view but just for the idea of the um, kind of just like how cool this is that WWE is able Need to put water this together. I, do, I
0: gotta go get some water
1: yeah sure all right cool you got some water? You got some cotton mouth?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm
1: going to talk through this. I'll give the, I'm will give. i going to talk about the card. I'm just going to give everybody an update on what matches to kind of look forward to here a little bit, and then Jesse and I will give our takes once he gets back with uh, his water break. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are real pumped for this. I am pumped for it. You know, we're going to see Ronda Rousey taking on the, the – the, Sort of, kind of, maybe a little bit returning Nikki Bella. She's obviously been in some action on on Monday Night Raw, but not to the capacity of a championship match with Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, who have quite possibly and arguably the hottest angle on SmackDown right now, will be uh, battling for the... Um, women's championship there. Uh, Kari Sane taking on Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Those two had a barn burner at a takeover not too long ago. And then just some other matches too. We've got uh, Trish Trash and uh, Lita tagging up against Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Just kind of a fun nostalgia uh, match. Uh, six women's tag. Sasha Banks, Bailey, Natalia taking on the Riot Squad. Um, women's Battle Royal. Um, we've got... Um, uh Mayon Classic tournament final happening and then uh Rhea Ripley will be defending her NXT Women's um UK Championship as well. So a lot of things to really look forward to, Jesse. Um
0: Okay, so just just putting just this out there. That, yeah. All right, so the Rhea Ripley, you know, defending the UK NXT Championship for the women's side. She's not going to win the tournament. Yep. Just put it out there, she's not winning the fucking tournament, guys. Um, yeah. so that kind of really sucks there. Um, this is actually a really good card. Um from top to bottom, this really highlights a lot of different you know, this uh, wow, well, they actually they just gave you the tournament. Yeah, oh, no. they did. Wow, yeah. weird. I didn't
1: I didn't say the final list. Okay, but I well, probably yeah, alluded okay. to that one. Yeah, I,
0: yeah. Well, that's gonna be a pretty good match, actually. Um yeah, this is actually gonna be a really, really good show. I know God when tickets went on sale, tickets were really slow to start like selling. And I think a lot of it is just you know, I don't know. It almost seems like it was it was shoehorned into the schedule. You know, they're like, "Oh man, we got this uh, October pay-per-view. Well, what can we do? That's different." You know, like mm-hmm. it, it seemed like it really kind of got shoehorned in, but I think right now is actually the perfect time to do it. Um you're looking at the card like Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey. You know, that That's pretty pumped for a- that, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, Nikki's a gal. Nikki's a gal. And, like, Ronda really has taken to WWE in a way that I don't think anyone actually expected her to.
1: She's probably one of the biggest stars in WWE today, and yeah. uh, she's proven herself to be a very uh, welcomed addition to the roster. Mm-hmm. She's not just a special attraction act. She's like a performer, a week-to-week yep. performer that a lot of people can look forward to. I mentioned this when you are out there, but Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair quite possibly oh, the hottest angle in WWE right now. The hottest angle. Like, that has been absolute money. Uh, Kari Sane, Shayna Baszler, these two absolutely murdered it at mm-hmm. uh, the last takeover. Was yeah. It?
0: So this ends. Is this the first time that a NXT title has actually been defended on a main WWE show?
1: Hmm. I'm trying to remember when Kevin Owens was making when he first made. I don't, it to think, Raw, he I don't think he ever defended the belt. The, yeah, yeah. especially
0: not on a pay per view. Yeah, I don't think so. So this really should open up a lot of eyes to the uh, NXT product as well here, and that's that's a really good thing too because. There has been a lot of talk about how WWE doesn't highlight their other brands on their pay-per-views. Right. And one of the brands that doesn't get a chance to get highlighted on any pay-per-view is five Live. Yep. So, this is a really good point for NXT to really kind of show what they have. Because we look at it, like, they have two championships being defended on the show. You know, one being the NXT UK Championship yep. And then the main Women's Championship plus the main Young Classic, which is just an extension of NXT, really. Yep. Um, it's the same with the Cruiserweight Classic. They're all extensions of that brand, um... This does a really good job of highlighting the past, present, and future. This is a really good card. And,
1: you know, if you look at the, the Battle Royal, too, for some of you that are all about that nostalgia, we're going to see Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Alundra Blaze, Ivory, yeah, Kelly Kelly, Molly Holly, all making returns to the ring, at least just for that Battle Royal. And who knows? If they win, they'll have a shot at the Women's Championship. So um, that's... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me if Ivory
0: wins, she'll have an opportunity to take on I Ronda mean, Rousey. I mean, Maybe
1: maybe maybe just maybe i don't know if they have their their chance to either go for the the raw or smackdown uh championship so i mean yeah. she could maybe take on becky lynn i don't know yeah but uh but nonetheless that's uh, that's really exciting because now we're also going to be basically setting up uh, the storyline moving forward um for the women's championship matches and i'm i would i would largely assume that it would be for the raw women's championship just uh kind of looking at uh the idea that i don't know that I feel like the I feel like Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair has quite a bit of tread left on the tires for that for that storyline. So
0: Yeah, definitely. But at the same time though, you need some type of separation from those two at some point yeah, in the storyline. Because it's point. either, you know, Becky's gonna drop the belt back to Charlotte or, you know, what, what are you gonna do? What um, does this
1: mean for WWE to have this pay per view?
0: Um, I think what it really means is uh they're at the point where they can really diversify their pay per views. That's that's what it is. It's like you're going to have pay per views no matter what. WWE's structure is based on, what, 15 pay per views a year, give yep. or take. Um, for them to really kind of go forward with an all women's pay per view, some people would say it's very long overdue. But at the same time, though, it's like I don't think they've ever been as deep as they are right now with their women's performers as they are. But they still have to go back into the barrel for nostalgia on some of these matches. Like, two of the matches are basically based on the fact that, like, hey, you know, let's bring back some of the legends and stuff like that. Um, I don't think this is a one-off pay-per-view. More than likely, this is going to end up being like a yearly thing, and gonna, it really should
1: be. I'm going to ask you a question that yeah, I don't sure. think a lot of people are asking because I, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings, but let's say that it just absolutely tanks. <laughs> the ratings for the network are down. There's not a lot of people watching it. It's just not what WWE is hoping. What do you do? You think that says anything about no, the the, the I... people watching? Do you think it? Do you think it's more on just the idea that this is something new that people? That needs to be kind of ingrained. Like, what do you what do you think that says if if this d- this whole thing, which I think I would hope that it does well because I think there's some great stuff on there, but what if it doesn't?
0: Well, the only thing that's not great is a poster. Um, it's a bad poster. <laughs> it's a fucking terrible poster. Um, I you know I think they have a number where they think this okay. This is where we kind of need it to be. I, every company is kind of like this is where we need to be with a number. It's like any type of movie company or anything like that. It's like we need to hit this number to make our money back. Anything above that, that's great. Um, I think they definitely reach that number. I don't know if they it's like ticket sales or what, but I think the social media buzz is gonna be really big on this one, and that's what they're kind of looking for. They're looking for buzz, so if you can get it right now, and buzz, and it performs better than you think it's going to perform, because I bet you it's either uh, being very cynical, they're expecting probably small returns on this, just just the way it is. Um, but this is also one of those things where it's like they've been building towards it for quite some time, whether that be having women main event Raw and SmackDown. Um, They haven't given the green light for them to main event a regular pay-per-view yet, but this is the first time you're going to have a women's match main event any pay-per-view in WWE history. So that's huge. Um, I think it's definitely, it should blow away expectations because each one of these performers on the show is going to be like, fucking do it. I, and that's why that talent that's why they're on that show you ever
1: think it's crazy just to look mm-hmm. back at where we were 20 years ago and to think that i mean the only women that were on shows were having bra and panty matches and they were doing bikini contests yeah and today we're doing an all-women's pay-per-view where i would say every single one of those gals could potentially outwork a lot of the guys that are working on the roster i think it's just crazy it, to think it, about it is kind of crazy from. but
0: it's even crazier to think that okay 20 years ago ninety eight, you go back three years and you had like a really decent women's division in WWE. Yeah. And it just got it got moved aside. Yeah. You know, that's just one of those things. It's like it's it's about high time that like women's wrestling gets a chance to shine in that spotlight. The biggest fucking spotlight of them all. Yeah. WWE. You know, that's really cool. I think it's a really cool idea. I think everything's gonna really kind of work out really well. I hats off. Like I think they're gonna kill it. Yeah. They're going to absolutely kill it. Because, like, anytime we've seen, like, an NXT women's match, when you have – when you don't think it's going to be good, it ends up being the fucking best match of the show. Yep. Like, every fucking time. Every time. You know, the, these gals really pride themselves on their work, the hard – like, their their skills – they they did they deserve to be in the spotlight. Can you imagine what the pre locker room meeting is gonna be like for that
1: show, man. They're gonna get so fucking jacked up just to go out there and prove. There's gonna be wrong. a lot
0: of crying and hugging. <laughs> <laughs> There's just gonna be a lot of crying and hugging. I, th- um, I think they're gonna be jacked, man. I think yeah, it's gonna, gonna be, be like. A, I think
1: it's gonna be like a freaking like a you know Green Bay Packers locker room. Like they're gonna be huddling up and like jumping up and down, like ready to just go out there and absolutely murder it. Because well, hopefully their game plan doesn't get thrown out the window like after the first
0: series too. Yikes! Ugh. Yeah, what do you
1: think? Do you think the Packers are going to cover that eight point five point spread with the the Rams this weekend? Or oh man, probably not. Yeah,
0: they should be able to. And the only reason why is like I, I, Green Bay's defense is not as bad as people give them credit for. I don't think they're that bad. Yeah, they're not that bad. Um, they got rookie la-
1: corners, but I think those rookie corners have shown rookie tendencies. But I mm-hmm. think they've also shown glimpses of, of being like absolute yeah. studs. So. Um,
0: I, I think with the Rams, especially the last two weeks, is they really have shown that. You know, like, we, we'll ride fucking Todd Gurley into the fucking ground. Yeah. Like, try to stop that. Like, it's 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 been interesting where you, you don't have to put the game in Jared Goff's hands. Yeah. Like, I think the guy, like, last week had, like, 19 completions. Like, 19 attempts. Pardon me. Like, that's it. Yeah. You know? Um, they also won by, like, 30 points or something, too. Yeah, because they jumped out really fucking yeah. quick. Um, I think it's going to be – I think the biggest matchup you're going to have in that whole game is, like, how can Green Bay's offensive line deal with the front four of L.A.? They're going to bring fucking pressure. They know Rodgers is immobile. They know that, hey, like our running game is in shambles. Um, I expect the Rams to go out there and try to put as many points on the board as quick as possible because that's their game plan. Yep. And if we're playing from behind, I, I don't know if Green Bay has a shot. Green Bay has basically got a score in every fucking possession. Yeah, Let's good. just put it out that yep. way. It doesn't matter if it's – Field goals or touchdowns. you got to score in every fucking possession. Let me ask you, because I know mm-hmm. that you have
1: Jared Goff in our dynasty league, and I know that it's fairly important for you to continue winning now because you need to, it'd be good for you mm-hmm. to get a bye in that, in that fantasy league. Um, but you're a big Packer fan. So are you watching this game, praying to God that Jared Goff throws four touchdowns, but then Aaron <laughs> Rodgers throws five touchdowns? Like, How does that work um, on the fantasy side of things?
0: I, I, am, I am hoping everyone else on my team goes off. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. Um, Goff right now I, I, has an average game. He's going to have an average game. He's going to probably average like 19 points, you know, something like that. Um, but I think he, he can also
1: exploit that defense. Is he's, there some silver lining if he does score 35 points and the Packers lose? It's like, well, the Packers lost, but at least Jared Goff scored me 35 points. I don't
0: know if there's a silver lining because the guy I'm playing this week, you know, he's towards the bottom of the – Oh, know, is he the guy every, that's just yeah. sitting everybody and – Basically, tanking? yeah. Now, if it was against, let's say, like, Smyzik or something like that, like, motherfucker, I hope my team goes off. Yeah, You right? know, but – um. Yeah, it's going to be kind of weird. So what are you going to do in Dynasty at this point in time? You've won two games. You are somewhere, I, I believe, like 10th place or something like that. Are I you know going to continue idea. your tanking, or are you going to try to make the playoffs? Because you're really not that far off from that sixth seed.
1: No, I keep – I'll, I'll – I – what's the purpose of, ta- I don't know. I don't, I don't see a purpose in tanking. I mean, unless mm-hmm. I'm going to get the number one spot, I'm going to get Saquon Barkley, which won't happen because Saquon Barkley isn't available in next year's draft. No. Um, I'm, I'll just keep trying to do what I do. Cause I don't think I have necessarily a bad team. No. I just think they underperformed. And I think, um, you know, if I, if I play the right guys, I can, I can hopefully get a W like I did this past week with Odell finally actually playing like yeah. Odell Beckham. And you know, honestly, the biggest thing for me is that, dude, I, there was a couple of weeks where I was starting quarterbacks who were scoring five points. Mm-hmm. And it's like when, you have, when your quarterback's supposed to score usually around 20 and your quarterbacks are scoring five points week in and week out, you're not going to win any games. Nope. So that was one of my biggest faults. I uh, hope Darnold's looked better and better even against tough defenses, so hopefully that's the answer next year. But I'm going to keep trying to win. I saw that you also got Doug Martin. Which was a pretty nice waiver
0: pickup, I guess. Yeah, or... but like, I had to do Actually, I had to drop him at one point because I started going through and I'm like, my, my running back death was drizzling shits. Yeah. So I had to pick up both like Alfred Blue and Mike Davis, who I had on my fucking roster like before the draft. And I dropped him, you know, after the draft because I'm like, yeah, fuck it, man. Like, I'll start picking up some wide receivers. Hopefully that kind of pans out. Yeah. I got some like tight end depth and stuff like that. Um, Picking up Martin, I'm going to have to start him, like, next week. Week nine, like, both Cincinnati and New York are on a bye. So, there's oh, Mixon man. and Barkley. You know, they're gone. Um, So, I got to start Martin. Uh, I'm probably going to have to start Davis, you know, maybe start Juice as well, like, you know, at some point, you know, because, like, you know, Shepard's going to be out too. Yeah. So, it's like, okay, like, week nine, that's really going to be the telltale. It's yep. like, how can I do that? Um, It's going to be interesting too. Like, let's say L.A., like wins again this week. At some point, they're going to start resting their starters right. heading into like week to worry about that in the playoffs. Yeah, probably around like week 14, 15, somewhere in there, they're going to rest their starters. Um, that's right in the middle of fantasy playoffs. That's if fantasy playoffs start what week 13, yep. that's the second round. And they've shown the
1: they they are not like you know the Patriots in previous years where they just keep playing and playing and playing because even last week when they were up big, um, I think I saw that Marlon Brown ended up with more carries than Todd Gurley just because they were trying to to rest him. So I, obviously, yeah. when it comes to the season, they'll probably have the very the same thing where it's like if we're five games ahead of anybody else in division or whatever, let's mm-hmm. let's rest our guys and make sure that we're good. For I'm pretty the sure right so, now
0: they're like nine games ahead of everyone in the yeah. division, you know? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's gonna be something I keep on a lookout for there um, but no, this has actually been like it, it's kind of interesting, you know, dynasty football is one of those things where it really shows you that like if you get the right guy in your rookie draft, yeah like it really pays dividends, yeah like honestly nick like i I looked at it i might i should be two and five, really, like I should be two and five, like I won. God damn! I won three to four games by a margin of less than four points. Wow! You know, and one of them was a half a fucking point, and wow. that was just because of a catch. That's it.
1: Wow! Yeah. Yeah, man. But you put the team together. You had some really good picks with Saquon and uh, and Mixon and Godwin has shown to be actually a pretty. A, quietly a, a point score for yeah. that Buccaneers team. and
0: Well, the Bucs, they're going to they're gonna throw that ball because they can't fucking run it.
1: And that's, when that's the thing, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, when it comes to fantasy football, if you have the second or even third wide receiver on an offense that likes to throw the ball, they're going to be startable every single yep. week.
0: Yeah, it's like look at like guy like Chester Rogers yep. there in Indianapolis. You right. know?
1: Yep, yep, that's just kind of how it is. But uh, but uh, yeah, well, it was good talking to you, man. It was good doing yeah. grapple talk. Finally, sent down and let's and... not
0: do this again like two months down the road. Let's like, do it like next week. Yeah, let's do it next week. We have to break down that card. We, we have we to have break to... down evolution. We have to break down everything leading into like Crown Jewel. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the big things was, I think it was today. So probably after this podcast drops, like WWE was supposed to make a formal announcement whether or not they're gonna actually do the oh, show okay. in Saudi Arabia or not. Um that was kind of like something I was going through the uh I don't know, the uh social media's the last day or two. Um so keep your eye on that one. Um yeah, there's a lot of good things going on with New Japan. Yeah. You know, we haven't had a chance to really kind of talk about that. And like, now
1: it's kind of like their lull time between the G1 and their, their – well, yeah, like like the yeah, because, like, you've got Junior Tag League yep. and you
0: have World Tag League coming up. But at the same time, like, the G1 is shaping up to be really – Tickets going on say I I think within the next like two weeks, um it's looking like you have Tanahashi Omega headlining. Yep. You're gonna have, you know, Okada take it on Jay White. Naito and Jericho probably <laughs> again. You know that yeah, well it should be a good match. It should be a really Yo, good No, I'm not saying match. it's gonna be bad. Yeah. I'm saying it's a good it'd be a good thing. Yeah. And then like the rest of the card's gonna shape up very nicely. I would not be surprised if we get like Osprey against Ibushi. Yeah, sure. Like that would be fucking good. You know, Cody Rose is gonna be back on the yep, card. Right. Um, you know, we didn't do we even get a chance to talk about all this. In. Nope. I I don't think we have a chance to even talk about it now, but that was a good show too. It was, you know? yeah. Yeah. It was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, well really a lot of fun. Um yeah, penis druids. That was a thing. That was really <laughs> a thing, yeah. Um yeah, so go out there and support your local independent pro wrestling. Hey, big shout out to First Wrestling. They sold out WrestlePalooza again you know what they did what they added a second date they're gonna have two dates now really A saturday sunday doubleheader. they'll probably sell that out too yeah, i wouldn't I mean, doubt they can't it. not
1: sell out it's just who, oh, yeah. who first is at this point so if you want to go to first get those tickets asap because otherwise mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to go to the event which we can't speak highly enough i mean we haven't been to one probably in a couple of years but it's still quite you know arguably the most fun that i've ever had in indie uh, wrestling show. that is
0: definitely saving a lot yeah tons of shows going on you know wpw this weekend bcw this weekend Um, RCCW's got another show coming up here. ACW's gearing up for their five-annual anniversary. Which they're going to have
1: the the squad there, formerly known as the Spirit Squad from WWE. So that's a lot of fun that they're going to be doing um yeah just a lot of good stuff happening in the area showtime wrestling has a show this upcoming saturday i believe Cree mm-hmm. taking on nathan sensation oh, for the cool, showtime man. championship yeah, belt two of our faves two of our faves so mm-hmm. uh you know get out there support independent wrestling just hit up you know go on facebook and just search wrestling man there's probably something in your area and uh, have a good time doing it let's watch some evolution this weekend uh, support mm-hmm. the gals and uh man it's a good time. To, we say this all the time. You know, it's, it is a good time to be a wrestling fan, I think, right now. Yeah, it's definitely.
0: Time. It's a very good time to be a wrestling fan. Absolutely.
1: All righty. For, for Jesse, I'm Nick Ragner. We'll catch you next week on Grapple Talk. Peace out, my home skillets.
0: Home skillets.